Hi, I'm Neil Nix, and this is the Truth Lies Shenanigans After Show, exclusive to the TLSfans.com Facebook group and available on Apple Podcasts at TLSpod.com. In our live show, episode four, season three, our main show topics were about Britney Spears after her release from her father's conservatorship. And we also got a history lesson on John Hinckley Jr., the last man to shoot a president. In our quick fire, the topics were Biden's economic issues, Denzel's fight with Grey's Anatomy's Ellen Pompeo, and Canada's first day of truth and reconciliation. But in the after show, we talked a bit more about Biden's economy, and honestly, things just went all over the place from there. Take a listen. <laughs> yeah, but that's some of these stories, there's so many moving pieces and so much history that to do it as a quick fire, even Johnny talking to us about the economic stuff. I mean, the amount of yeah. stuff I had to put into that one was just, it was an education for me because, well, outside looking in and then going, what? Why is this bipartisan? Why, why do they have the ability to fight themselves and screw over the American people? No, no. So right. wrong. Yeah. You asked your question, Gianni, that you had at the end of uh, Quickfire. What was your question? The question was, um, do you believe that the Biden economy um, could trigger a recession or we could end up in a recession in the Biden economy? Or do you think that we'll be better off? I'll let you take it, Lizzie. I feel like if we go into a recession, it won't be, be because of the Biden economy. Again, people need to recognize or remember we're coming out of a pandemic. We're coming out of a situation or an era in this country where a good portion of folks weren't working. They were seeking unemployment. They couldn't pay their rent. They couldn't pay their mortgages. Businesses had to shut down. So if we go into a recession, you know, over the next year, it's it's an after effect of the pandemic, not because of any Biden policies or whatever. And Biden is still clear. I mean, he's not even a year in yet. He's still cleaning up a lot of Trump's bullshit. So, um, and I hate to always, you know, try to sound like, you know, I'm a Biden enthusiast because I'm not really, but I recognize the differences between the two presidencies and administrations and ideologies. So if we go into a recession, you know, towards the end of this year, moving forward towards 2022, it's because we still have to clean up stuff, you know, from the past year and a half. My friend, you know, I used to work in the restaurant industry. I still have a lot of friends that work in the restaurant industry. They're still suffering, not necessarily because people aren't getting out because they don't have staff. They can't yeah. staff the restaurants. So That's there's a, a huge lot- problem for us. Like at, uh, at, um, at Posh, We're, my wife is really struggling to find people who want to work. I mean, they've either found other things that are more lucrative or mm-hmm. the people that she's finding are just like, they have no experience, they have mm-hmm. nothing, no background, they're just mm-hmm. random people who are just looking for jobs, just to be looking. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the economy is, the economy is in a weird place. I mean, because if you look at like, you look at housing, right? Housing is in a bubble right now in the U.S. where housing prices, because interest rates have been so low for so long. And whenever interest rates are low, typically house prices go high because it's just a balance that happens. Um, so with interest rates being low, so low, so long, even with the pandemic, housing prices are high. So we're in this huge bubble where they're overpriced houses. Um, you know, people are making a little more money now that they're finding 
places, but there's still a lot of unemployed or underemployed people still. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's un- people who just aren't right for their positions or their workforce. I mean, they're just not trained to do what it's a weird situation we're in. Um, and then we don't even know half these places are not even opening. I mean, Osh yeah. is open, but we have these mask mandates. And so we're still struggling to get people who are willing to wear masks inside and work out. So it's, it's really weird. All these other businesses it is now, but yeah. there's a lot of and it's, small businesses that are closed. It's tough. Weird. Yeah, and listen, yeah. I'm very fortunate. You know, I work for a big company, but I'm very fortunate that as of now, I'm still able to work remotely. If my boss were to call me, I'm not going to say tomorrow, but let's say she were to call me next Monday and say, we have to come back into the office. I am so not ready for that. I would burst into tears immediately. I've heard, I, I just, I've heard stories of people who have been asked to come back into the office and they quit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not in a position to quit because you know, that's my bread and butter. But at the same time, <laughs> it would be a problem. It would be an issue. I would just be like, people don't want to go back to work. I'm I mean, doing what do you, I, I want to do. I'm, no, go ahead. John. I was going to ask, I was going to ask you guys, I want to know how you feel about that. Cause I know people get mad and, and we can, we can, you know, get emotional, but how do people feel about the people that don't want to go back to work? Do you think that there's a viable excuse? Like you said, Liz, you're not used to it. It's a conditioning of yours now to be home. two years. So, I think it's a case by case basis. Do I think that there are people out here taking advantage? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. However, yeah. I can speak from personal experience. Like I've been out. I was out yesterday celebrating my sister's birthday because I really haven't seen my, I've seen my sister twice. We live in DC. Mm-hmm. I've seen my sister mm-hmm. twice over the past year and a half. Wow. So I saw my sister, you know, I- took her out to dinner yesterday for her birthday. Last week, it was my, you know, my dear, dear friend Corbin's birthday surprise party <laughs> went out for that. The week before I had to be out because I was covering a football game and it, it blew oh, my mind. I had to get my shit together. I was crying the night before, like, am I ready for this? But yeah. I had to, I had to do it. It's what I get paid to do. And my intern had never covered a football game before. Mm-hmm. So I needed to be there for her. Mm-hmm. Now, next weekend, I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I need to go back into a 30 day quarantine because I've been out. For the past three weekends, like it's it's been difficult emotionally for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have, is... I, I've said it re- repeatedly. I don't go anywhere. Yeah. Michael, my best friend, you know Mike Winter. Um, he lives around the corner. I haven't seen Michael since July, and it's been me. He's always wow. asking me to go out. I haven't. He actually wants me to, wants to come over after this. I'm still, you know, contemplating whatever. But it's been me. Like I've been the one who's just like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so so I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm lucky. I don't, I don't think I'll have to go back in anytime soon. Um, I will say, I feel like I'm working harder from home. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. (laughs) Did you guys see my post on, on Thursday? Like I was at the dentist's office zooming for my dentist appointment. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. These meetings are ridiculous. They're like nonstop for me. They're taking advantage. They're taking advantage with the media. They're trying to make sure you guys work, work. They're like, yeah, you can chill, but it's ridiculous. They are getting. It's hard to work work when you're in meetings all day. It's almost like I I almost want to go back to work so I could take it a little easier. (laughs) Yeah. Nia, what do you think? Like, if you got the call, 
How would you feel about that? If I got the call to come back to work, I mean, I would do it, obviously, because, you know, like you say, it pays the bills. And I don't have a very, matter of fact, when I was going in, it wasn't a difficult job. And I enjoy my job, so it's not like I'm struggling. I would go back in, but I would definitely um, be concerned about, you know, mask mandates and Mm -hmm. all these other things and be feeling safe. I know my wife is, like, really anxious because... She potentially, she's a uh, research scientist, and so she has to kind of go in to kind of like do the research, but fortunately she hasn't been had to, so she's been fortunate, but you know, there's there's some anxiety there. I mean, going back to work, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't have anxiety going back? Guaranteed. I've been working from home like you, and I was in the office about four weeks ago for my first shift, and that was the week before students were in, in school. So I was setting up people who are coming back, the, the support personnel that, that, that are considered an essential service for the students. So I had limited interactions with people, but there was still a lot more people than what I was accustomed to being around. I'm on campus next week, and that's going to be with the full complement of students and more wow. support staff than there was there when I set them up. So. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling some anxiety about it, but I know that my employer has been working very hard to ensure that the mandates are in place. Um, I know that even students just eating in the classroom, that used to be a thing that was normal because these are three-hour lectures. But because this is an educational space and not a public space, you have to maintain the social distancing and the mask mandates need to be in place. So you've got a space that you can go eat. You need to go do it there. So as we're flagging issues uh, to be able to do our work safely or what we feel is reasonable to be able to do our work safely. The employer seems to be responding um, in a timely manner. So that helps remove some of the anxiety, but being around that many people is going to be a first for me. And I know that it's definitely going to spike my anxiety level for sure. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that being a a challenge. I mean, especially on a school, though, but when you're talking about a school, because I know like we had Ellen last week and Ellen was talking about how her roommate was, you know, had COVID and she had to go into quarantine. Yeah. And see, for for me, it's, 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 you know, I I work in the sports industry and there's no universal mandate across sports. (laughs) And so now we're in a situation where the NBA season is about to start. And you have certain, you know, big name players who still have not been vaccinated, who still refuse. And I'm just like, okay, you expect me to come or my interns to come? I have three interns who um, have tested positive this year. Mm. Everyone's vaccinated, but they still, you know, have tested positive. They still are susceptible. Susceptible. I'm immunocompromised. And I feel like, you know, with me being quarantine queen over the past year and a half, I've done a good job of protecting myself. But now if you put me in a situation where I have to go and cover your game and you're sitting there on some high horse talking about, you know, I don't need to get vaccinated. Okay, so you're putting me at risk, not only your teammates, not only the fans, but also me trying to give you pub for your sport. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah, I tend to be hypochondriac i tend to be overly dramatic but this has affected me in ways i can't even describe um what were those players it was uh irving kyrie kyrie irving and so let me just say this about kyrie irving Irving is a fucking flat earther (laughs) he is a flat earther 
anything that comes out of his mouth, anything that comes out of his mouth, I'm like, what? (laughs) Kyrie's a conspiracy. Who was it? It was Bradley Beal. I think, uh, of course, Kyrie Irving. Who else was it? There was another one. So there's a player for the Warriors that, you know, the league and the team, because he was trying to seek a religious exemption Uh, for not, you know, getting vaccinated and wearing masks, whatever. And they were like, no, sir. No, sir. (laughs) So he could potentially, (laughs) he could potentially, you know, miss all of the home games for his team. And depending on what the opposing team's rules are to miss those games as well. I'm just like, you guys, come on. Come on, you. They have that option for my school too. The um, religious exemption, so so um, kids don't have to take the vaccine and still be on uh, campus this this year. Yeah, I was like, this is interesting. It's like Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is another one. My province took care of it wonderfully. There are two medical exemptions that you can get, but religious exemptions for the vaccine it no longer being accepted. And I think that that's such a step in the right direction because your invisible friends don't make you any less virulent, and they don't. Your invisible friends don't protect me from your sickness. It, so awesome. yeah, I'm glad that we we're need not to doing it. And then also, we're people are lying and saying that it's a religious reason. So it's like using that. I was talking to one of the heads of a federal. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say any names or anything like that. So I, an, an agency head or. Uh, Aqua, you know, ODEO, right? Office of Development, uh, forget Office of Diversity and Equal Opportunity. So, basically, HR for the federal government, and they were they were saying that um, they were receiving a ton, ton of medical and uh, religious exemptions. I mean, they they were like uh, the person was like uh, a lot of people are suddenly finding God. Yeah. So what's your That's religious hilarious. what's your religious exemption gonna be if heaven forbid you or someone in your family contracts cancer and you have to go on a cancer <laughs> ward? Like you can't you can't go on many cancer wards without having a mask on. Yep. They'll refuse it. Proper protocol. So are you just not gonna go visit your loved one? Are you as a cancer patient not gonna, you know, put your mask on? And it just it, it really pisses me off that people don't understand playing for a sport a professional sports team is a privilege it's not a right it's a privilege like mm-hmm. the league has the right to say these are our rules if you do not abide by them you cannot play and, and what's happening Liz, not- is some of these players are they're opting to take the pay cut and not play those games and not thinking long term, because if I'm a player who's refusing the vaccine and I can't play in certain markets, well, next time my contract is up for negotiation, are there going to be some serious bidders looking at me or someone looking at it and going, well, shit, we can only count on this guy for 50% of games if he's healthy at best. Oh. Mm-hmm. It is I mean, a shot I, in the I, foot. I, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, he did, as he is wont to do, he's become quite the activist, you know, but he, you know, uh, spoke out last week. You know, this is one of the greatest players of all time, both college and professional basketball. And he came out last week and was just like, you know, if you are playing in the NBA and you refuse to get vaccinated, you should be kicked off the team. 
period. It's not just about you. You know, if you um, recall how this all started with the NBA last, I want to say March, you know, there was the Utah player. Um, he's French, but he plays for Utah and he was, you know, Gobert, not taking, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert. He was not taking, you know, the impending pandemic seriously. And so after a game, he went and he like, you know, put his hands, his hands on everything, all over, the mics. all over the mics, everything. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, Cause he was and sick and they didn't, that was, they didn't, he didn't you know, know he, at the time. He didn't know it was COVID though. And so and he didn't know how oh, contagious right. it was. And so. After that, not only did he test positive, but several members of the U- his team test positive. So again, it's not just about you. And we're not we're not as a society asking you. I'm not even talking about the vaccine vaccines right now. As a society, we are not asking you to do anything out of the ordinary. At the very least, put a fucking mask on your face. Like I said last week, just keep your cooties to yourself. That's all we're trying to make that. For just a short period yeah. of time. It's not even that long. I mean, you look at, you know, Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, who plays for the Timberwolves. His mom died of COVID last year. His mom died. And he's still dealing with the after effects of that. And he's still openly talking about it. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I heard that Durant talked, talked, him, talked uh, Kyrie Irving into uh, getting the vaccine. Is that true? That I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I don't listen to anything that fucking Kyrie Irving says at all. <laughs> In addition to being a flat earther, he's a bad teammate. He always, yeah. when it, you know, benefits him, decides I need a week off. Oh, I'm injured. Uh, oh, I can't play. So, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't listen to anything that Kyrie Irving says. Um, if Kevin Durant did, you know, try to talk to him, I appreciate that. Um, but Kyrie Irving, Whatever. I, I, I can't even <laughs> express to you all how much I am not a fan of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Period. Period. It's interesting how I our conversation... Ask... We have to get Kyrie on the show. <laughs> bring him on the show because I would ask him. So when you wake up in the morning and you see the sun rise... What happens you in your head? Bed, and you go to bed, you, you're in the midday, end of the evening, and you see the sun set on a different side. What are you thinking? What is the Bill logic? Burr has a wonderful, wonderful take on the flat earthers. He suggests to all of them to go out and get their pilot's license because when they start using the communication instruments on a plane and then rec- come to realize that the curvature of the planet is what causes you to not be able to communicate with these long distances, maybe you'll stop chartering a boat to try to find the ice wall. <laughs> looking outside like you know throughout you, the you, day, you, the you, position, you need a play for the position, yeah like it's not even if you're looking out the window and you know these guys live in big homes with lots of you know windows or whatever throughout the day the position of the sun changes even at night if you're looking at the moon the position of the moon changes so if, if the earth is flat where's all this movement coming from i could see in the Why? year 450 trying to figure it out <laughs> but once somebody tells you something and it suddenly clicks, it makes sense. Then it just suddenly starts to make sense. You're just like, oh yeah, I get. Oh, and then you start to see the, the reasons for it, and then you. So when you start to just ignore that, <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, really I think clear. with flat earthers, I think with flat earthers, along with any kind of like 
uh, conspiracy about something, they find things that make sense along with that. So like you said, well, you said the, the sun is coming up and setting. I mean, uh, yeah, sun rising and setting. They'll find a way for that to make, to sense, make sense on a flat earth theory. Mm-hmm. So again, sometimes the same thing with religion. Maybe we should, maybe we should get a flat earther on the show. Maybe we Ooh, should get a flat yeah. earther on the show because Ooh. I'm ready. We should. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. We should. Jose, Jose, I think Jose is on, online right now. Jose. <laughs> flat, flat earthers out there, explain to me why when it's summer here in the United States, in the Northern Hemisphere, it's a totally different season in Brazil and the Southern Hemisphere if the earth is flat. Hey, once you have sun, information, shit just starts to make sense. So when you start making less sense from the information you have, I mean, you just sound dumb at that point. Dumb, <laughs> dumb. It infuriates. We gotta get a flat me. Earth. All right, it infuriates me. All right, it looks like we're uh, we're, we're past our half hour. So I know we started. I was gonna say we spent a half hour talking about flat earthers. I don't even know how our conversation went from talking about the Biden economy to the returning to work to basketball to just it's all connected. The hating Kyrie Irving, right? It's all transitions. I know that was a good. Any 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 last things y'all want to talk about before we get off? I mean, Mike Winter wants to come over for dinner or whatever, and I'm just saying. Bruh, if you ain't trying to bring no shrimp basket over here, then what's the point? <laughs> shrimp basket. <laughs> Tell him he should bring shrimp. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you've never met him. You've never met him. He ain't bringing nothing. He ain't bringing nothing. <laughs> Is Mike the one that, um, did Mike come on the show? Uh, we had like a super fan. Mike and Jeanette. Live show. Yes. Yeah, Mike. It was, yes. Mike, it was yeah, Mike, Mike, and Mike and Jeanette. Okay. Yeah, was, yeah, I like Mike. Well, I think that was the beginning of early in season two. Um, Gianni, yeah, Neo and I, Neo, Mike, and Jeanette and I went to high school together. That's yeah. how we all know. You us. did all four of you. Yeah, all four of us. They listen yeah. to the show regularly now. Yeah. yeah, that's cool that you guys still live in your hometown. I wish my hometown was that cool enough to come back. <laughs> probably happy to be gone. This is fine.